it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Josh Shapiro and Tristan Maddie. What's up, guys? It's Tristan here, back for episode 87 of the Grounds Crew podcast. It is Thursday. March 13th, and we are just about two weeks away from opening day. I can't wait. You know, we set the clocks back this weekend. That was terrible, not going to lie. Lost an hour of sleep. That was never fun. You know, I like my sleep. Got to get that beauty sleep in. But, starting to recover. First day of spring, I believe it's next week. 21st, 22nd, something like that. And then, before you know it, we'll have real, actual baseball that counts. 13 days from today. And now that we're getting closer to the season, we're starting to get an idea of what rosters are going to look like, who's going to win these position battles, all that good stuff. So we'll get you guys caught up on all that stuff, all the good stuff that's coming together before the season starts, before the real good stuff starts, before, you know, the entree starts. So let's get into it. We got some behind the brand for you guys today, and I'm going to take this time to talk to you guys about our new vintage tea that's coming out. It's dropping at 8 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. That would be Friday. Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's our new vintage tea. <clears throat> it's our sleek new shirt. It's got the BL101 logo right up there on the chest. And then you got Baseball Lifestyle 101 going down the spine of the sh- back of the shirt. It's a really clean shirt. I picked up one for myself because, you know, we get that early access. All the Baseball Lifestyle employees, we get that hookup. But if you guys want to get yourself one, I think this is going to be a hot drop. So you guys are going to want to check that out on bl101.com. And we also released two new phone cases. You know, we released a couple phone cases a couple weeks ago, but you know, we weren't done. So Baseball Lifestyle, we just released two more phone cases just because we love you guys. So these are sleek, cool designs. I think these are some of the cooler phone designs we've come with. I told you guys about the other ones. Much improved phone cases from what we had in the past. past. We've really improved our phone case selection. So you guys should definitely check that out. That is also on the bl101.com website. That might be in the accessories tab. You know, obviously you got the shirts, the apparel tab. I think the phone cases are up in the accessories tab. So check that out. And we now have a promo code for the podcast. So, if you guys want to get free shipping on your order for the shirt, for the phone cases, or whatever else you want on the website, the baseball boat shoes, the hats, the seams, sats, all that good stuff, shirts, joggers, shorts, necklaces, chains, if you want free shipping on any of those orders, place in the code GROUNDSCREW, that's GROUNDSCREW with no space in it, Place that in the promo tab when you guys are checking out, and you'll get free shipping on whatever your order is. So, I'll say it one more time, it's Grounds Crew, no spaces. So make sure you guys check that out, check the new shirt out, be one of the first ones to cop that, and check out those new phone cases. Alright, now let's get into the news from the big leagues. What's going on this week? Now I want to start off today's podcast by going over an article that Buster only published last week. And it was an article on ESPN that talked about some of the players and the spring trainings that they're having that we should be paying attention to. You know, we always say you can't really 
overreact to what's going on in spring training, what's going on in these exhibition games that don't really mean too much. If a guy's off to a slow start, you can't freak out about it, like people freaked out about Shohei Otani last year. And if a guy's really tearing off the cover off tearing the cover off the ball, you can't make the world of that, you know. You can't come out and say that guy's gonna win MVP. He could, but it's not the likely scenario. But you know there are some cases where a player has a strong spring or a weak spring and then comes out of the gates hot or comes out of the gates slow and you know it turns into a season long thing and what do you know we got a all-star that we weren't talking about before the season or a guy that lost his job for whatever reason something like that so here's just a few of the players that Buster Olney mentioned and what they're doing this spring and what it means going forward so we're going to start off first with Hunter Pence Hunter Pence has spent the last seven years with the San Francisco Giants but he really struggled with injuries over the last four seasons, and he hit just 226 in 2018. Now, he became a free agent at the age of 36, and the writing was kind of on the wall that his career might be over. It took a while for him to get a job, but the Texas Rangers extended an invite to spring training camp, and he's kind of surprised everybody over there. He's got In 35 plate appearances, he's got four doubles three home runs, and that goes along with a 486 OBP. So he's hitting the ball, he's getting on base, and he's hitting the ball hard. You know, a few extra base hits, a couple ding-dongs. This guy it came to camp ready to compete for a spot on the roster and show that he still has something left in the tank. Hunter Pence, he grew up in Texas. He began his career back in Houston, and now he might be forcing his way onto the Texas Rangers roster. I mean, he's always been a kind of clubhouse leader, if I remember seeing all the speeches he was giving to the Giants back when they were in the World Series hunt a couple times. And that might work for a Texas Rangers team that's still in rebuild mode. I mean, nobody's really expecting them to compete this season. You know, every once in a while, they're one of those teams that could come surprise you with this random assortment of players. But it's a team that isn't really built for a playoff run. It wouldn't hurt them to have a veteran present like presence like Hunter Pence in the locker room so we'll see if Pence can keep hitting the way he's been then he might find his way onto a major league roster again next up we got Washington's young prospect Victor Robles Robles he's got all the makings of a future star the Nationals wouldn't include him in any of the trade talks that they were going through this offseason even with JT Real Muto the all-star catcher that the Marlins were talking about dealing who ultimately went to their division rival the Philadelphia Phillies so that obviously means that this, they are counting on this guy in the future, that they believe in him in the long run. And they should believe in this guy. I mean, what is he, the fifth-ranked prospect in all of baseball right now? He's got plus defense, plus speed, and he's got a really good knack for getting on base. There have been some concerns about his ability to swing the bat, although not many. But he's really put to bed any concerns that people had because this spring he's been batting three forty six. he's getting on base, he's got five walks, Victor Robles, he's going to be a favorite for the NL Rookie of the Year this year. He's going to get plenty of at-bats with Bryce Harper gone. He's going to slot up right next to uh, Juan Soto in the Nationals outfield. I think Victor Robles, he's going to be a really nice piece for them. He's going to keep them in the playoff hunt. And I'm excited to watch this guy play. I mean, he's supposed to be pretty electric. I haven't seen too much of him in, so far. But, you know, he's going to finally see a big opportunity in the major leagues. And he should be one of the, those guys to keep an eye on. I mean, 
he could be an all-star for years to come. So Then, of course, we have the position battle going on with the New York Yankees in the first base slot that's going on between Greg Bird and Luke Voigt. Now, the Yankees are probably only going to keep one of these guys on their opening day roster, with the other being relegated to AAA. Definitely kind of sucks for whoever loses and misses out, but they're going to see plenty of opportunities either way, I'm sure. Now, Bird lost the job last year after struggling upon returning from an injury in which he missed a good chunk of the season. So he came back, wasn't really what the Yankees were hoping he would be, but the Yankees are a very righty-dominated lineup this season. Brett Gardner is the only real lefty that we're anticipating the Yankees will have in that starting lineup on opening day. Of course, Aaron Hicks is a switch hitter, but, you know, seven righties, one lefty, and a switch hitter. It's very righty-dominated, I mean. So they could really use a lefty presence right in the middle of that lineup to slot between Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stan, or Gary Sanchez and Giancarlo Stan, something like that. You know, Didi Gregorius is going to be out for a while. He's going to miss probably a majority of the first half of the season, if not all the first half of the season, because of that Tommy John surgery he had a while back. And Bird has shown to be a patient power hitter in the past. So I'd say they're definitely willing to give him a chance, and he's having a great spring so far. In 28 plate appearances, he's batting 348, and he's got four extra base hits. Now, this isn't really the first time we've seen Greg Bird have a great spring. I believe last year he had a great spring until he got hurt, and the year before he had a good spring, and then he got hurt again. So, he's not really too reliable, but he has shown flashes. So, I think the Yankees will give him a chance. But, then you got Luke Voigt on the other side, and it's really Luke Voigt's job to lose after he went on a tear for the Yankees in the last two and a half months of the season last year. He really helped give them the juice they needed to get to the playoffs, uh, and get past the wild card round. Now, Voigt's been hitting great as well this spring. I mean, he's got two homers in 23 plate appearances, and he's got a 970 OPS. Obviously, 23 plate appearances, you know. I'm sure those numbers aren't going to translate to a full season as, like, huge, ginormous numbers, but they're good numbers. It's good to see that he's having good at-bats and still driving the ball great, carrying that momentum over. So I still think it's Voigt's job to lose, and I think the way it stands right now, if he continues to produce throughout the spring, I think the Yankees are going to keep him slotting at first base. But if he starts to tail off, if something happens, Greg Bird will be right there waiting. And then we've got Dexter Fowler over with the Cardinals. Back in the offseason before the 2017 season, Dexter Fowler signed a five-year, $82.5 million contract after a few good years with the Cubs. So he was very productive with the Cubs. He was kind of one of the leaders over there. And then the Cardinals saw an opportunity to get a solid player and take somebody from their division rival, so they took it. And they gave him a decent amount of money. Now it was good thinking by the Cardinals, but he hasn't really lived up to the money thus far. In 2018, Fowler had just a 576 OPS, and he only played in 90 games. Now, he's not even halfway done with his contract. He's still only two seasons in, three more to go. And he was given plenty of opportunities simply because of the investment that the team put in him. Now they're paying him all this money, and he might not be seeing the same kind of uh, leeway that they were giving him the past couple of years because they got all these big-name players they went out and got Paul Goldschmidt this uh, offseason. They went out and got Andrew Miller. 
two huge names. And then it's offseason before it, Marcelo Zuna. Now, they want to make a playoff push, obviously. These moves speak to that. They believe they could go out and win that division. They have a solid starting rotation, and the rest of the roster is pretty good. You know, you got guys like Matt Carpenter out there, Paul DeYoung. Good players, very good, talented roster. They don't want a guy like Dexter Fowler holding them back. So if they don't see him producing, then the Cardinals can turn to a younger, more productive option like Tyler O'Neill, who has those enormous biceps, or Jose Martinez. Now, Dexter Fowler, he hasn't really shown that he's made improvements or reverted back to his former self in the spring because he he's just 5 for 25 with 7 strikeouts. And it's not bad, but it's not really showing the team that he's going to come back and be the player he used to be. So we'll see. Like I said, you can't really overreact to these kind of things, and I'm sure they're going to give an op- him an opportunity while he starts out the season. But if he starts to fluster or whatever, doesn't really come out of the gate strong, I could see them turning to one of those other guys and really trying to address the problem early. Either way, it sucks because they're going to be on the hook for a lot of money, and I don't think he's ever going to live up to what they gave him. And then we've got Scott Kingery. Now, the Phillies addressed many of their holes this offseason, but third base is still kind of a cause for concern over there in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. As it stands, they are likely going to be choosing from uh, Michael Franco or Kingery. Kingery got locked up to a long-term extension before he even made his debut last season. And Franco came onto the scene back in 2015 when he hit 280 and had 14 home runs. But he's had his fair share of ups and downs. Now, Kingery struggled in his first season. He didn't really have a defined role. They kind of used him as a super utility guy. They put him in the outfield, and they put him all over the infield. So you have to focus on that. That's tough to do that in your first major league season. And produce at the plate. He didn't really produce uh, much at the plate, really didn't get much going for him. And that kind of sucks because they locked this guy up for six years and $65 million. I wouldn't be surprised to see them give him more of a defined role this season and have him give him an opportunity at third base, see what he could do if he's set at one position. He's having a decent spring. Uh, six for 30, 11 strikeouts. You wouldn't, you kind of want to see him strike out a little bit less, a little less swing and miss. But Franco, you know, he's had a couple seasons with 20 or more, 20 plus home runs. This offseason, uh, this spring training, I mean, he is five for 25. So in all likelihood, he will start the season at third base, and it's his job to lose still. I think they'll go with him. But don't be surprised if Kingery gets an opportunity. And, you know, they want to see if he's really the real deal. You know, you got a full season. You don't get too much more chances. But, yeah, those are the guys that I wanted to touch base on. If you guys want to go check out that article for yourself, it's on ESPN+. Plus. It's called Buster's Buzz. For these guys, spring training stats actually do matter. Now let's touch base with some other tidbits from around the league. Former outfielder Adam Jones is signing a deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that's going to be for one year, $3 million. Severely underpaid for this guy. It's kind of, now that I'm really looking at it, $3 million for Adam Jones. Adam Jones is a five-time All-Star. 
He's a four-time Gold Glover, and he's only 33 years old. He's been with the Orioles since 2008, basically played his entire professional career with them. He got traded from the Seattle Mariners uh, in 2008, and he's been a very good player since then. I mean, this guy has been consistent for pretty much his entire career. He ranks among the top of many of the Orioles' statistic leaderboards, and he's still a productive player. I mean, in 2018, he played 145 games. He had 15 home runs and 63 RBIs, and he hit 281. Like, 33 years old, that's not that old. I mean, we've seen plenty of players go much longer than that. So to get $3 million for a guy that has that kind of track record, it's really a shame. I mean, you would definitely not see that a couple of years ago because this is a guy that still can contribute to a professional team, a team that could be in the mix for playoffs. He's a good outfielder. He moved over from center fielder, uh, center field to right field to make way for one of the Orioles' prospects. But this is a guy that's got plenty left, and it's a shame to see that the market wasn't really there for him. Now, I'm sure he wanted to stay on the East Coast because apparently he has plenty of ties to the Mid-Atlantic region. He's been working with many Baltimore charities throughout his career there. And it kind of sucks to see him go because, you know, he was one of the faces of the Baltimore Orioles for a long time. It's a good move for the Arizona Diamondbacks, though. Even though they're a team that doesn't really figure to compete too much in this uh, season as they have in years past, $3 million for a player like Adam Jones is a bargain. And then in a move that's been widely anticipated, the Chicago White Sox have opted to Option top prospect Eloy Jimenez down to AAA to start the season. And, you know, we see this kind of stuff every year. Teams aren't going to come out and say it, but this is obviously manipula- manipulating service time rules in order to get an extra year of uh, club control on that particular player, on a potential superstar in most cases. We saw that with Chris Bryant. Yankees did it with Gleyber Torres. Blue Jays are going to do it with Vlad Guerrero Jr., it happens. It's just what baseball has come to these days. Now, if the White Sox keep Eloy Jimenez in the minors for just 15 days of the Major League season, then they'll get him for seven years instead of six. Uh, you know, it's just smart. You know, you could say it's slimy or manipulative, whatever you want to say about it, whatever bad thing you want to say about it. If that's what the rules are for baseball, I don't blame the teams for doing it, you know. It's just good money. Now, Menace has been having a lackluster spring so far, and they'll probably use that as an excuse. He's only batting like 150 or whatever it is. But, you know, it's spring training, and we've seen this guy dominate. He hit 355 with a 996 OPS in AAA last season. This guy is an elite talent. One spring training isn't going to change the minds of people on that. And, you know, the White Sox must believe in him because there's rumors going around that they're willing to give him a eight-year extension for $100 million. And we've seen teams do similar th- moves to that. You know, we just talked about Scott Kingery and how the Phillies gave him a six-year extension before he even touched the major league field. But $100 million is a huge commitment for someone who has never played in the big leagues. You know, we're talking more money than a lot of the free agents are even seeing. Now, if the White Sox actually go through with this, they'll have Jimenez under control through 2026, and they'll have him for eight years instead of seven. They don't have to go through arbitration, any of that. They'll have him for a set amount. 
And, you know, it might end up being a club-friendly deal because, you know, this could be a guy that is a future superstar for years to come. And $100 million, it's not too bad. Arbitration, it could end up being much more than that. So they'll have more room for other moves. But we've also seen top prospects flop before. And Yohan Makata of the aforementioned White Sox comes to mind when we talk about that. You know, Makata is the, the shortstop that came over for Cuba, signed with the Red Sox. He was supposed to be the huge deal, five-tool player, had all the tools, speed, power, contact, arm. Was included in the Chris Sale trade a couple of years ago. And then he came up with the White Sox for a stint in 2017, played the entire 2018 season with the team, and ended up leading the league in strikeouts and really didn't hit very well at all or play the field very well. So, so far he's kind of been a failure. He was the top prospect in the league a couple of years ago. Eloy Jimenez, it looks like all the tools are there. We've seen him for a while now. I like this move for the team. You know, Chicago White Sox are kind of a smaller market team. Now they're locking up a guy that... In all likelihood, they wouldn't get in the free agent market. You know, we just saw them go through it with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. They kind of wanted it to look towards bigger market teams. Obviously, Manny signed it with the San Diego Padres, which aren't a huge market team. But he had eyes for the New York Yankees. He had eyes for just bigger teams than that. And so did Bryce Harper going with the Philadelphia Phillies. So Chicago's, the White Sox aren't really... A super big free agent destination. If they're going to go to Chicago, in most cases they're going to go to the Cubs. So they decided to lock this guy up, or they they may be deciding to lock this guy up for the long term and not have to worry about him leaving for eight more years. It's a good move. Now the last thing I want to talk to you guys about today is MLB adopting one trade deadline in the 2019 season. And that means they'll be eliminating August trades for players who have cleared waivers. You know, we've seen it for years. Teams are discussing deals for players, and they can't get a uh, deal done. So they put the player through waivers, and a team can claim him and then make a trade for him. Most notably, we saw Justin Verlander go through it when the Tigers sent him to the Astros on August 31st of the 2017 season. So super late. Had spent just one month with the Astros and ended up leading them to a World Series which, uh, championship. Now, what the MLB is trying to do here is protect the competitive integrity of the 162-game season, what they said. So you can't just go out and pick a new guy up that's going to change the course of the season right before the season is over. You know, once half the season is over, you got what you got. Now, I kind of like this move by the MLB. It creates more certainty for players themselves. You know, they don't have to worry about being traded or whatnot going later into the season. They could settle in where they are. Their names won't be popping up in the rumor mill every other day. It also forces teams to make playoff decisions earlier on into the season. Now, more teams are usually in the mix at this point in the season. They are not completely out of playoff contention, and so... There may be more buyers on the market, and we may see more moves. You know, Teams may be more encouraged to make a run at the playoffs if they believe they have a chance still. And I kind of like it just as a fan of the game. You know, It's the hot stove. I always liked to see whatever trades were going to happen. So I want to see more moves happen. You know, It would make the trade deadline a lot more crazy. You, know, you can't 
just go out and make deals the rest of the month. You know, everything has to be done by this one singular deadline. So the last 24 hours, 36 hours before that deadline are going to be madness. You know, we see it in the NBA. We see it in the NFL. Teams are rushing to make deals before that deadline because once you have, once that deadline passes, your team's set. You can't go out and get guys from other teams. You have what you have in your organization or what's on the free agency market who got released or anything, but that's it. So I kind of like it. I think it makes the trade deadline a lot more fun, and I think it, we will see more deals because more teams will be in the mix. So it, I think it's definitely a good move by the MLB. Now that's all we got for you guys today. I appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, if you want to get free shipping on your next order at Baseball Lifestyle, BL101.com, you put the promo code GROUNDSCREW in. That's GROUNDSCREW, no spaces, and you'll get free shipping on your next order at BL101.com. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Peace. And that right there was the grounds crew brought to you by baseball lifestyle